Chapter 16. Fact versus Feeling. The Battle Over True Faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11 verse 1. For many years and down through multiple generations, the children of Israel looked forward to God's promise of deliverance from slavery and a return to their Canaan home. Finally, after being miraculously set free from the Egyptian taskmasters, and after traveling through the hot, dusty desert, they found themselves camped at the very border of Canaan. One can only imagine the eager expectancy that filled their hearts as they joyfully realized, we are almost home. But first, God had one more test of faith for His people. In preparation to take the land of Canaan, God told Moses to send 12 spies, one from each tribe, to see what kind of people and what kind of land Canaan held. These 12 set out and after 40 long days returned, bearing amazing tales and magnificent fruit. However, 10 of the spies also brought magnificently bad news. The people are strong, the cities are walled, and giants live in the land. We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than us. We are like grasshoppers compared to them. They will overcome us. As the congregation began to cry in despair, Caleb and Joshua, two of the twelve spies, stood up in protest. It's true that the people are great, but the land is a good land that flows with milk and honey. And if the Lord delights in us, He will give it to us. Let us go up at once to possess the land, for we are well able to overcome them. Hasn't God promised to give it to us? But having been discouraged by the bad report of the ten spies, the hearts of the people were already resigned to the impossibilities of the conquest. And the ten spies bearing the evil report would not be moved. Forgetting that God had delivered them from slavery, brought them through the Red Sea, and given them victory over the Amalekites, they persisted in discouraging Israel from moving forward. The Bible reports, And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in this wilderness? Numbers 14.2 In their unbelief, Israel limited the power of God and distrusted the hand that had hitherto safely guided them. And what could God do now? Reward their lack of faith? Hardly. We can only imagine the wonder and anger that must have filled God's heart as He looked down upon His unbelieving children who were so close and yet so far from reaching their promised home. How long will this people provoke me? He asked Moses. How long will it be before they trust my word? How many signs and wonders do I have to show them to prove that I can take care of them and give them victory over their enemies? Right then and there, after being tempted ten times, see Numbers 14.22, by Israel's unbelief, we are told that God was ready to disinherit Israel. And he would have destroyed them and started over had Moses not interceded earnestly on their behalf. But because Moses stood in the gap, pleading on their behalf, God did not destroy them instantly. 
However, because of their lack of faith, he had no choice but to punish them. How would he do this? By fulfilling the very words they had spoken. Tell them, he told Moses, that as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. You don't want to go to Canaan? That's fine. You will not go in. Your carcasses shall fall in the wilderness. You shall not see the land that I promised to your fathers. Only your children shall enter in. Forty years you will wander in the wilderness, one year for every day that you searched out the land in unbelief. Only my faithful servants, Caleb and Joshua, shall enter the land. For they spoke faith, and as a result, I will honor their words. It's enlightening that after God told the children of Israel, Okay, you don't think you can conquer this land? Then you won't. That it was then that they decided they could conquer the land. And against the command of the Lord, they actually attempted to go to battle to take Canaan. But here they acted foolishly again. Moses was not with them. Caleb and Joshua were not with them. The ark was not with them. The Lord was not with them. And they suffered a great loss. And this will always be the case when God's people speak disbelief and then move forward presumptuously in their own strength. For God cannot bless. Seeing the record of God's dealings with His people, we might wonder in amazement how the children of Israel could have ever doubted God along their long journey to the Promised Land. But are we any different today? Many look back to the Israelites and marvel at their unbelief and murmuring, feeling that they themselves would not have been so ungrateful. But when their faith is tested, even by little trials, they manifest no more faith or patience than did ancient Israel. When brought into straight places, they murmur at the process by which God has chosen to purify them. Though their present needs are supplied, many are unwilling to trust God for the future, and they are in constant anxiety lest poverty should come upon them and their children be left to suffer. Even today, we are nearing our Canaan home. But do we have any more faith than Israel did? God is giving us one last test. He wants to know if we will trust Him even when our senses and everything around us tell us that victory is impossible. He wants to know if we will believe His word even when we have not yet received the promises and even when the whole world mocks our stand. He's ready to take us home, but He's wondering, when I come to deliver my people, will I find faith on the earth?